this is Roger Green, host of the Surfing in the Nash Tsunami podcast. This week, we are offering three conversations from Episode 60, our preview of next month's Nashtag 2022 conference. In this conversation, Nashtag co-chair Stephen Harrison previews sessions 7 through 9, while steering committee member Jorn Schottenberg and regular surfers Louise Campbell and me lend our own comments. Pay attention to the fireside chats the last two hours of the meeting, which promise at least the opportunity for dramatic changes in thinking about the role of biopsy and various non-invasive tests in the clinical trial process. This could be the big news of the conference. Nashtag is always special, always a place where big conceptual trends begin. 2022 promises to be the most enlightening, most challenging Nashtag yet. So sit back, listen, enjoy, learn, and when you're done, join the dialogue on our LinkedIn and Facebook discussion groups. Stephen Harrison. One part that we're removing is this lesson learned from early pioneers in Nash drug development. When we were talking about the agenda for this meeting, one of the discussions that came up were, you know, there's a lot of drugs that have been put through this drug development process and many haven't made it. There are a lot of people that have been a part of those quote unquote failures, but there are tremendous lessons that could be learned from those failures. I mean, Michael Jordan said it best, I've learned more from my failures than my successes. So being able to have some of these pioneers come back and say, hey guys, hashtag real talk. This is what I learned from doing this. We don't want to make those same mistakes over and over again is a fabulous section. But to give it just due, we moved it out of this particular session and to the last session. If you mentioned it now, I'll mention it now too. You know, I'm mindful of the idea that if every episode that we did in the first year of this podcast, the best received and most listened to episode that was not a news event or part of a conference was Jorn's talk about the paper about why drugs fail. So I think there's immense interest in what people can do to learn from those mistakes. I I saw it in in the example I just gave. I've seen it in other places. So the idea that you're doing this here, particularly in a moment when folks have a lot to be excited about, is a little bit like, okay, let's pump the brakes for a minute. Let's make sure that we've learned all the lessons that we need to so that we don't replicate mistakes. I I think that's, that's another thing I'm really excited to hear about when it comes up. All right. Well, let me keep rolling here. Now we're at session seven, starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. And this is titled Novel Targets. Naga Chalasani, uh, Celeste Thomas, and Phil Newsom are going to moderate this session. We're going to get a talk from Luca Valente on PMP LA3, Knockdown as a Treatment of NASH. And that's going to be followed immediately by Yaron Rotman on HSD 17, Beta 13, Knockdown and Inhibition as a Treatment of NASH. Two very prominent single nucleotide polymorphisms that are now being targeted for drug development. And we'll hear the latest and greatest on that. We're then going to pivot to a talk on MOTC in the treatment of NASH, and then uncouplers in the treatment of NASH by probably one of the most famous endocrinology researchers on the planet and Gerald Shulman from Yale, looking at where we are with some of these novel treatments in the field of diabetes. Actually, a couple more wonderful lectures targeting the gut-liver axis in MAFLD using CarbAlive. This is an interesting talk by Yajiv Jalan from the University of London, and then mechanisms of VLDL turnover implications in NASH therapeutics by Dave Cohen from Harvard Medical School. And then a very nice panel discussion for 30 minutes that kind of covers all of these novel therapeutic uh, opportunities. Louise Campbell. I like this one because when you were talking about your interactive dialogue on NASH topics from Friday, I presented Yaron Rotman's stuff on genomics, probably not as well as he did, but I did a summary for our ASL to M. 
cuff. And in fact, he should have a speed date with the HCC resistant to treatment because the one part of his genomic session and the summary at the end was it was very good at targeting people with and detecting the HCC groups. So that precision medicine. So if I'm going to make a speed date, it would be those two. I was ex- quite excited to see him on the agenda, particularly on his favourite topic, which is this particular polymorphisms. And he just presented very well on both of them. It's AASLD. Well, just to get through this in time here, we then have a four-hour break for an a la carte roundtable discussion related to drug development. Again, your options to do what you'd like to do. Like we do, again, novel to this year, have another CME lunch symposium entitled New Advances in NASH Diagnostics and Prognostics. And there we'll hear from Maz and And then we jump right into coming back from that break. At four o'clock, we have a couple more oral presentations and we get into some basic science. We talk about single cell uh, transcriptomics in NASH and then inflammation and gut dysbiosis and then integrins and fibrosis, as well as an overview of dual and triple agonist in the treatment of obesity by Sam Klein. Any thoughts on this section before I roll to the last session. Jörn Schattenberg. Stephen, looking again at the program, it interacts so nicely with the clinical data and then again the basic science educating us on, on state-of-the-art data that's been pouring out of these great labs, you know, the single-cell transcriptomics. We've discussed this here with Scott Friedman and, and the implications for the field. And then Neil Henderson gave great talks at ASLD, same topic, and mixing this with the clinical trial results. I think this is really what makes Nash Tech so special. I agree. Yeah, thank you. We top it all off at the end of the day with what I am entitling a fireside chat, actually two of them. Literally, this will be a fireside chat. NASH endpoints and regulatory landscape. Myself and the, and the co-directors broke this into two sessions. Non-serotic trial endpoints, is it time to pivot? I'm going to present just where we stand with the data today. And then we're going to open it up for a long discussion because I really think this is the crux of the matter in drug development for NASH right now is endpoints and where we stand and can we get alignment on moving beyond the biopsy? If we can't, how can we refine what we do today to make it easier to not only enroll patients, but to get to an achievable endpoint without lots of noise that we hear and see with the variability that exists today? And we have both industry representatives, regulatory representatives, uh, key opinion leaders, all at the table having this discussion, fabulous discussion. And then following that, immediately following that, Vlad is going to stand up and give us the latest and greatest on serotic trial endpoints. His title is, Are We Ready for NITs? And very brief 15-minute talk, and then we'll open that up to another nice discussion, fireside chat, again, with the same group of participants. This may be the highlight of the session, kind of wrapping up all this at the end. Everything we've talked about for two days are kind of brought to bear in these two fireside chats. And then I'll wrap up the meeting with a recap and look to the future. Ultimately, this has promised to be the best NASH tag yet, and I'm super excited to, to be able to talk about that today with you guys. Stephen, I'm thinking the last session has the promise to be the best session anybody's ever seen anywhere in fatty liver disease, if in fact it becomes the kind of exchange it's capable of being. I just find it so exceptional you guys have pulled that together. It's just going to be such a remarkable event to watch. Thank you. I think it's a testament to the fact that every one of these stakeholders feels the exact same way. From the FDA to sponsors to key opinion leaders 
and everybody in between. Everybody wants to find a way to get the right drugs to our patients as quickly as we possibly can and as safely as we can. And so we all have the end goal the same, but how do we bring it all together and kind of hit the accelerator a bit to get us where we want to be? Is it your sense going into that, Stephen, that not only does everybody have a common frustration, but common specific pain points around that? Because the easiest way to, to move something forward, right, is to figure out where the common pain points are? I do. I think people look at it through a different lens, depending on which seat they're in. And the common theme is patient first, safety first. I know that's the lens that the FDA looks at this through. From the investigator perspective, or maybe my perspective and Yorn's perspective, I don't want to put words in Yorn's mouth, but we look at it from a clinical side and we see the urgency for which we need to get something through. But we also see that there are some challenges with the way that we're currently looking at it. It's not inherently a pathology problem. It's not inherently a regulatory problem. It's understanding the nuances that the liver is heterogeneous, that this liver disease is heterogeneous, that the patients are heterogeneous. What do we need to do to identify, if we're moving beyond the biopsy, what data do we need to generate to make everybody feel comfortable that we can take that leap? And if we're not ready to take that leap, maybe how can we adjust, modify our histopathology endpoint? Maybe it's including AI digital path. How do we put that intricate puzzle together in such a way that ultimately we can get a drug or multiple drugs approved to treat this disease as quickly as we can? And and I think that's the hope and goal and thrust of these two fireside chats. Stephen, I'm going to let that be the last word because it's so dead on and so optimistic. And in, in the moments we've got left, let's just go to final question. My final question today is for each of you, is there one thing in this agenda you see that we haven't talked about for more than, say, 10 seconds in a row on this podcast that you'd like to point out because you think it's going to be interesting or worth people looking at? I think it's a great program. And, you know, at the point of time we are, no drug approved. We're struggling with some of the endpoints. What do we want to measure as a primary endpoint? This is exactly the right program. Moving forward, there will be some room for how do I implement this? I need a patient in there on the fireside chat to discuss what does the patient want. But we don't have that drug yet. We can start thinking about it, but for sure what the field needs is what Stephen and colleagues really assembled here to define. This is the endpoint. This is the mechanism of action. This is my biomarker. And here we go. I was just going to echo exactly what Sean said. It's an absolutely fantastic program. And I know it's a science-based meeting, but the one for me is the missing the patient, particularly around the fireside chat. I can think of a few patient um, advocates who would be comfortable with a fireside chat. That, that was the only thing that was missing. But other than that, I think the agenda is absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm excited to listen. It might be an early morning fireside sleep for me. But <laughs> Louise, since I suspect we all know the patient advocate you're talking about, I know she intends to be in the audience. I would be surprised if she were silent throughout the whole conversation just because we know and love her. I'm in the same place that you guys are. And the forecaster in me takes a look at one thing in this and says, gee, that's interesting, which is the uh, Valenti and Rotman talk on the knockdowns of PMPLA3 and HSD17B13, particularly HSD17B13 as Michael Charlton, who owns my two favorite out-of-the-way comments of the year, said when talking about ASLD, if we're looking for where a vaccine might come from, he talked about, if you recall, the Arrowhead uh, late-breaking poster on uh, HSD-17B13 variations. Shortly after that, Novo Nordisk goes down and plunks down $3.9 billion on Dicerna, and everything Novo Nordisk does really is somewhere over in this metabolic space. So it might be on type 1 diabetes patients, which is an area of interest to theirs right now, or it might be things more about NASH. But I'll 
I'll be interested to see if there's anything we learn in these talks that start to forecast out the future of those agents and the potential for vaccine. Because if when we get there, that will be a really exciting moment for the patient population and the commercial community. And this is the first thing I've ever seen on a program, short of the poster that Michael pointed out that says, well, gee, we may, we may be ready to start talking about that. So I'm hopeful. Stephen, what's your favorite moment besides all of them? Well, that's like asking a parent who's their favorite child is. I, I'm a little prejudiced to the fireside chats. That's where we have the right people at the right seat to have a frank discussion and try to build consensus around where we need to go. To your and Louise's point, it would be great to have a patient there as well, but we don't have that this year. But I think it's still going to be an incredibly helpful session and hopefully something that we can take away from. And, you know, that's one of the things we, we always want to take away from these conferences is what can I take back and use in my clinical practice? Well, this isn't a clinical practice meeting. This is a research meeting. What can I take out of this meeting that changes the way we do clinical research moving forward? If we can do that, this will this will be the best national Okay, I'm going to have the last word twice because that's a perfect closing statement for this episode. And now, back to Roger. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. We'll be back next Wednesday, December 15th, with our last episode of the year in which we review the Splendor study on bariatric surgery and impact of related weight loss on the liver. If you want to join the live audience Monday, December 13th at 3.15 p.m. Eastern U.S. time, email surflive, that's S-U-R-F-L-I-V-E, surflive at surfingnash.com with request, we will send back a link to serve as your admission ticket, or simply look for our invitation post this coming Friday and respond to that. I hope you join us then. Till then, stay safe, see you on the podcast, and learn next week about our last two year-end episodes, which were a big hit last year, and we'll be again. Bye-bye now. 